Welcome to another episode of Comedy Wham! Presents with me, your host, Valerie, and sometime co-host, Ms. Purrington. ComedyWham.com is your place to go for features about all Austin comedy. You can keep up with us on Twitter and Instagram at Comedy Wham! or on our Comedy Wham! Facebook page. And if you're listening to us, please rate and review us on iTunes. In addition to podcasts, Comedy Wham! brings you articles, album reviews, live shows, and now an events page for live shows featuring the best in Austin comedy in all its shapes and formats. Launched in 2016, the podcast project brings you funny people and their stories. As a fan, I like to delve into a comic's background and motivations, and will usually take a detour along the way. Consider the interview a way for you to get to know the folks that make the Austin comedy scene one of the best in the country. Today, we're talking to somebody who is a returning guest from four years ago, and since then, I've seen her open for Brian Callen. Uh, I have not seen her do this, but I know she's open for Tom Green and Michael Che, which is uh, who is somebody that... Uh, she talked about a lot on her original Comedy Wham! interview episode, and she's opened for him since that original Comedy Wham! interview. She's been on Moon Tower Comedy Festival, Fantastic Fest, where she was on The Meltdown with Jonan Kamayo. And even though we covered it in our original interview, one of my favorite videos to this day is Opciono Dos, and the wonderful web series, Pretty Awful, with Katie Pengra. And you can still find those, so go find them. And perhaps this is a hint that you should do, she should do another web series. Uh, she was the, on the one and only Sure Thing Records compilation album that launched the label in 2014. And we are on the heels of her releasing her debut comedy album with Sure Thing Records on Valentine's Day called Teen Mom. And now Comedy Wham presents our guest, returning guest, Amber Bixby. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Hello. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Welcome back. Thanks. (laughs) Uh, One of the things that I usually do with these is I do an icebreaker question, Mm -hmm. and I give returning guests the option on whether or not they want to revisit their words. Oh, I would love to. Do you want to know? (laughs) uh, I I, I don't presume that you remember what you said. All that long time ago. Oh, I do, because do I, I think about it all the time. It keeps me up at night sometimes, I, I'll be honest. Okay, this is a quiz. Uh, I don't know what I said for future, but I think in the for past, I said something like turbulent or something, which yes. was pretty negative. Um, but I think I was talking more about my past and not just comedy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. But you did also add resilient. So that's oh, yeah, a little yeah. more of a positive twist. Okay. I it. forgot resilient, which is what I would say yeah. now. <laughs> I think. Yeah. So do you want to hold to those? Do you feel like after four years of, of life and comedy and experiences, do you still think of your past in that way? Uh, you know, um, I... I feel, I don't, I, I feel like one of the words that I've been thinking about a lot lately is somebody came up to me after a show and said that my jokes had a lot of feeling to it. And I was like, oh, that's all I've ever wanted to come across in, in, in my jokes. And so, you know, just something with, with feelings. I just feel, you know, I don't know. I think I have a lot of, I, I would say, Something like heart or, uh-huh. you know, something like that. Yeah. Do you feel that your comedy at some point before, whatever the timeline is, didn't have that? Well, I feel like whenever when you first start, you never know what you're doing. <laughs> and I know that when I first started, one of the things was that I never wanted to talk about my daughter. I didn't mm. want to talk about anything too personal, mm-hmm. and I felt very protective, and I was kind of afraid um, to, to just talk about how I had my daughter as a teenager. And it's so funny, because as soon as... I think I remember somebody at some point saying, I think it was Lucas Melendez said something like, well, you talk about your life on stage and you're leaving out this huge thing that makes you who you are and this huge part of your life. And I think as soon as I started talking about um, just being a young mom and having been a teenage pregnant person (laughs) and... (laughs) And, you know, and, and, and my life in that way, it it just, it kind of just started coming, pouring out, and now I'm just putting out this whole album. So I feel like as soon as I started doing that, that's when I really opened my heart up mm-hmm. and, and started having more feeling. Because I think 
before that, I, you know, I would talk about anxiety and depression, and those things are, are, you know, uh, you know, there's a lot of heart in those jokes too, but, um, yeah, I feel like that's when I really allowed myself to be vulnerable, I guess, on stage, and trusted that the audience wouldn't just, um, hurt me. with their words or whatever yeah, yeah or silence yeah or you know just judgment yeah. looking uh, looking back at that you you probably built some really good skills by first doing comedy with the walls up and not really exposing yourself and being um vulnerable to the audience that you know you're just basically adding a layer of skill and experience by you know, finally opening up more about your your teen momness. Yeah, I think it helps to build like a tough like exterior when you're just dealing when you're just telling like just dumb. Here's a uh, here's a here's a thing that happened to me. That's you know just silly and and dumb. And I went mm-hmm. in the store and this happened. You know, I feel like when you're when you're doing comedy like that and 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 when you start or you just don't know what you're going to talk about, um, a lot of times you just, you learn how to be on stage. You learn how to not take everything so personally. So then when you do start to become vulnerable, you, it still hurts to have bad sets and it hurts to not connect with the audience, but you also are like, well, you know, you've already kind of built up some of that resilience where you're like, ah, this doesn't, this isn't gonna. This will feel bad tonight, but it's not gonna be something that I'm gonna harp on forever. Yeah. yeah. Over the last four years since you last sat down with me, what are some of the, the highlights of your comedy career? Oh man, um, I feel like I've had. It's been. I can't believe it's been four years. <laughs> I know. And for for one thing. <laughs> well, you have by. a teenager. Yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Because I realized, I, I saw a post where you, you said she was a teenager, and I'm like, oh my god, I have a teenager too. So it's kind of like you, <laughs> you reflect on your own life when you see it, you know, come out from in somebody else's life, and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's in high school now. That's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, so I guess um, working with Tom Green was amazing. Um, I... You know, I grew up with the Tom Green show, and mm-hmm. I grew up with those movies like um, Stealing Harvard and Freddie Got Fingered, and I, you know, I, he's just the nicest, sweetest guy, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I got to have, like, a pretty real conversation with him at some point, and, and that was really, he's just so down to earth and, and fun, and just easy to talk to, um, so that was definitely a highlight, Um I've worked with Michael Che, I guess, three times now. And every time that guy comes into town, it's really fun. And so that's always a highlight. Um, I worked with him this this summer and then also last summer mm-hmm. again. Just if I can interject, too. That, uh, you know, I was already a fan of his when, when you and I sat down because I love him on, on Saturday Night Live. And... You know, that that span of time between you and I sitting together and then when I saw him come through again and I saw that he had booked you again, I'm like, now that's a nice guy. That he remembers, he believes in you and your talent to open for him or, you know, whatever your capacity was, feature, whatever it was. I'm like, that's a good guy. And he really is. He's the really... The sweetest guy. <laughs> um, yeah. And he's, yeah, he's very fun um, and, and funny. And I love him on Saturday Night Live. I, I think he's, the weekend update is definitely always my favorite segment. Yeah. <laughs> I like the Christmas episodes the best when they give each other's. Oh, jokes. yeah, yeah. That's, that's incredible because that is. That is amazing, and you can just tell on their faces that when they're giving each other the jokes, uh-huh. uh, Colin, Colin Jost and Michael Che, um, if you're not aware, um, they give each other the Christmas present of reading jokes aloud 
like on television <laughs> uh-huh. that neither one of them have seen yet. Yep. And so they're just reading the prompt and you could just see in their faces uh-huh. that it's so real. Uh-huh. Like, oh no, I'm going to have to say this. And then they break yeah. and it's just, it's just, that's brilliant. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to do the little segue there. So that's two you know, memorable uh, working experiences in comedy. Are there more? Yeah, um, I would say, um, yeah, highlights was definitely the album recording. That was that was huge, and that's been a, a process <laughs> of just um, that night. The show itself was a highlight, um, just to feel like so supported by the club here and the mm-hmm. community. Um, and uh, people that came out, but also, you know, it was just so much, like, work and, like, processing beforehand of, like, what jokes do I want to say? What order do I want to say? them, And then mm-hmm. you just polish and polish and polish and polish. And um, so that was definitely a highlight because I learned a lot from that, and it was fun, and that was just one of the biggest adrenaline rushes I think I've ever had as far as comedy. Um yeah, uh, I I met Wendy Davis and I did a oh I did God. a show with her and that wow. was maybe in March or April, and I mean I I she was on a show promoting her. Um, it was uh, that time of the month. It's like Megan Ross's show, which is great. Mm-hmm. It's at Fallout. You guys should check it out. Um, and she has um, women. Um, in the community who have like small businesses who work at nonprofits. Um, she also will have um, an all female uh, improv troupe come out and then she has a stand up um, and she interviews people. But she had Wendy Davis come out and talk about her um, nonprofit work in her book. And then, and then Wendy just went into the audience and sat down. Oh my gosh. And then I, I just had to go up and do my jokes. And I have some dirty jokes. So there was a moment like where I think I was texting a few friends, like, do I do my dirty jokes in front of, like, I was planning on it. Uh-huh. But now I'm like, am I going to be able to look at her? Do I, this is so weird. And I, I like, no, she would be, you know, I'm not saying she would, I don't think she would judge me for uh-huh. it, you know, but it's still like, I don't know, is this the first impression I want to give? So then I didn't do the dirty stuff. Oh. Um, but I did a few dark things and I talked about being a teen mom and then she came up to me and I had met her briefly before and just like tried not to lose it completely and got like pictures where I just look like I'm on drugs because I'm so excited. <laughs> and then I... After the show, she came up to me, and she was like, you know, I was a teen mom, too. And I just started bawling. Oh, my gosh. And just started crying, and I was just like, well, you're my hero. And, you know, and and then, you know, she said very nice things. She was like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And then she said, you know, what I want for you is just for you and your daughters, just always make goals and always work really hard to achieve those goals. As soon as you achieve them, set another goal. Mm. And she was like, and then eventually you'll be looking back on this like beautiful life that you've built for yourself. And it's like you and your daughter climbed a mountain and that's what I want for you. And I was just like, I was, I don't know, I was just that. in pieces. I was like, yeah, what a beautiful <sighs> sentiment. And also it's just, yeah, it was, yeah, definitely, <laughs> wow. like, a highlight in my life. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget that moment. <laughs> wow. That is, yeah, that's stunning. That's, that's yeah. amazing. It was amazing. Oh. I wouldn't trade that for, that night for anything. Yeah. It's kind of crazy how the, <laughs> the comedy life brings you, like, these weird random moments in your life. And sometimes, you know, it's not so great moments, but then other times it's, you know, powerful moments like that. And yeah, you're always going to remember sure. to set those. You may already be a goal-oriented person, but you're never going to forget that because you probably, like, whenever you think about goals, you probably see Wendy's face. In front <laughs> of you. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when it definitely helps because I, I feel like um, – 
there's this thing called goal-oriented depression, and I don't, hmm. I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh-huh. They say like Lincoln. There's a, a book, Lincoln and Melancholy, something like that, but where they talked about how Lincoln would get very depressed any time like he set out to accomplish something and he accomplished it, then he would get very, really down. Mm. I didn't read the book, but my friend told me about it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, she was telling me to, because I, yeah, I, I get like that. So it's just maybe I can just, you know, just always remember Wendy's head yeah. <laughs> and her saying that and just, yeah. And then maybe that won't happen to me. Maybe I'll just be able to just, nope, just set another goal. (laughs) Just like Wendy said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The the album recording that happened in the fall, and it's been four or five months. Did you record in September? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was mid-September. And your process for making decisions about the order of the jokes and just refining or, or tweaking... Is that typically what you do when you're not recording an album? You know, it's funny because I told um, Matt Bearden, who's another amazing comic in town, and um, but he, uh, I, I told him shortly after, it's like, I wish I always worked this hard <laughs> at the polishing and the rewriting mm. and um, reordering and... I just wish I had it in me to always work that. And I think because huh. he was like, yeah. And then uh, his wife, Kara, was like, well, then you would just burn yourself out. And mm. I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. But I definitely am going to try to, now that I feel like I've honed those skills, mm-hmm. try to carry it forward with me and, mm. and do that more often. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. That feels like. You've been doing comedy for how long now? Well, so consistently since 2010, okay. and then I did a little bit before that. But mm-hmm. I, I started comedy, and then I had to move back home for two years, basically. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, that's retraining how you've been doing things for the last 10 years. And you're recording an album, so it's it's kind of like studying for a final exam. You're going to push super hard, but maybe right. when you're just you know, taking notes in class, you don't have to push super hard. But you you learn things True. that you can apply. I yeah. don't know. I'm just like, I can't imagine having the intensity nonstop, 24-7 after you get through a recording. Yeah, I, I definitely took a break. And I haven't <laughs> been hitting it as hard since, which I'm about to start again yeah. um, with the release and everything. But... I definitely was like just exhausted and felt like kind of delirious and just <laughs> like you know the adrenaline and everything and then just I, people were telling me like rest because you've earned it and I feel like that I, that is something I would definitely say to anybody else who records an album is just mm-hmm. rest after because you're gonna you deserved it you <laughs> earned it because that's such a process yeah i had like charts and graphs and oh my gosh and just like wow. google docs where and just <sighs> things highlighted different colors and just everything it was it was elaborate yeah. it was a lot <laughs> how close to this uh, micromanaged pl- detailed plan did you get the recording to be um or- I mean, obviously, with the recording, there's the magic of audio work. I mean, like, that night. How close to your Google Docs and your roadmap? Well, it was pretty close, uh, but I will say that I was a bit looser just because just the adrenaline that hit that night that doesn't always hit, you know, that's just, like, a rare feeling of... That level of adrenaline is rare for me now. Like, it takes something special to feel that like chasing the dragon kind of but like it, <laughs> yeah. it for it to feel that like intense yeah um so i think i you know i was a bit looser and um uh, than i wanted and definitely when i we were going through editing i was like <sighs> <laughs> And there were times where I just felt a bit overwhelmed, so I would just stop and just drink water and be like, hey, you guys doing? You drink a water? What's <laughs> happening? You know, where you're just like, I just need a minute to absorb uh-huh. all of this. This is yeah. a lot to take in. <laughs> one, one of the questions that I love to ask somebody who has recorded an album is, what is your, what is your standout memory of that night? That night, uh, 
Well, and this will be on the album, but there's a few times I think I got made fun of a little bit. What? And I loved it. it, it nobody said anything. Uh-huh. But there's a part where I have a joke about exercising, and so I started it, I work out, and I just heard someone just in the back, another comic, I'm sure, just start laughing, and I was like, all right. (laughs) And then um, that was definitely, and then it happened again with something else. I I opened this other joke with, I'm sure you're wondering what's wrong with me at this point. And then I heard, I think it was Matt Bearden at that point, just start laughing really loud. And I was like, all right, I'll give you a minute to get it out of your system. (laughs) You mentioned that you were about to go back to hitting it hard again. Are you, like, touring? What what is it that's on your, your docket? Oh, I would like... Press, I'm guessing. (laughs) Yeah, um, I... Hopefully people review the album, um... I'm going to send stuff out, but I'm going to do as many shows here as I can. Traveling is hard for me with the kiddo Mm -hmm. and, you know, a a full-time job. Mm. Um, I have a show in San Antonio. I would like to do Dallas, Houston. I plan to go to New York and, you know, visit and do a bunch of shows this summer. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd like to go to L.A. in the fall if I can swing it financially. Um, But, yeah, I'm just, you know, and just trying to do I, well it's it's interesting because you know with music it's different whereas when a band like records jokes then you know or i mean when a band like records music then they keep playing the music and people are really into right. it and they'll listen to it over and over whereas with comedy it's essentially retired and i've heard people say well it doesn't have to be but that was kind of what i had in mind for most of these jokes anyway i may pull one out every once in a while but mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just also just trying to write as much as possible right now and get a new 30 again as soon as possible. Yeah. That that was one of my like more philosophical questions that I wanted to ask you about because you definitely have worn being a teen mom on your sleeve and with us as audiences for, for, you know, as many years as, as I've seen you perform. And I wanted to ask you, so are you going to be that, that the comic that fully retires material or are you gonna, you know, repeat some of the the things that are on on your album? Is it like, you know, you're closing a chapter, even though you're not never not gonna be a mom, right? Um, but you know, are you thinking of it kind of in this grand, majestic scale of okay, I'm closing a chapter and I'm ready to start a new chapter? I I do have new jokes I've written about being a mom with a teenager or um, Mm -hmm. having had a kid young um so I have some more of those jokes um since I recorded the album but essentially the idea is to just kind of push myself forward and stop telling the jokes that were on the album maybe pull one out every once in a while if I'm having a bad set and I'm like well maybe this will work (laughs) (laughs) but um and then you know or if something just feels right in the moment um, but it essentially just, I'm trying to find also just new things to write about, whereas I feel like a lot of this stuff, I feel like I've touched every aspect of it that mm-hmm. affects my life and, and put it into comedy as much as I can. Yeah. So. As somebody who struggles with anxiety, yes? Yeah. Uh, Do you get scared about leaving some of these jokes behind yes i i do there not as much as i thought i would Mm -hmm. honestly um but maybe it's because um when i went to like sure thing records and said i'm i'm ready to record an album can i do that um you know i i went because i was like i feel like these jokes have gotten me as far as they're going to get me Mm -hmm. i've been doing this consistently about 10 years i'm ready to put it out there and push myself in this way and start fresh. So anytime I start to feel like anxious about it, I'm like, no, this is what I wanted to do. Like as an artist, I yeah. wanted to, to push myself in this way. And so, yeah, maybe when I'm doing more, I, I feel like as I put more distance between me and the album, I will definitely feel more of the anxiety yeah. than I do right now. <laughs> 
Um, what is it like to go promote an album? Like, is that part of your, you know, there's some comics that I talk to, they, they admit they don't know how to promote themselves and then others are really good at it. Um, so where, where do you fall in that spectrum and, and how are you handling this ramping up? Cause we've got, um, now we're, we're recording before this goes out, obviously, but it's still re- coming out before your album actually drops and we're at two weeks before your album comes out. And I imagine you're going gung ho in the promotions. Um, well, I'm, I'm starting to where, um, once it goes on pre-sale, I'll be hitting, I'll be really obnoxious on all the social media. I'll probably lose most of my followers um, and friends. So, um, yeah, hopefully I don't do that. But, I yeah, I'm trying to learn. Like, we're going to send the... We're going to send it out, and hopefully people will listen to it and mm-hmm. review it. Maybe they won't. Um, you know... I've had help from Mac Blake, who's put out an album and an EP. And, um, you know, uh, yeah, I I feel like I've gotten more comfortable with promoting myself. And that's one of those things that's like, thank God for Instagram, because that's a way that I feel comfortable promoting Mm -hmm. myself, whereas I don't necessarily on, like, the other outlets. But it's like, oh, here's, like, a picture (laughs) of something. And that's – then just writing words about, like, how – uh, my comedy's great. Come to a show. It just feels so gross. <laughs> and um, but it's something we all have to get yeah. used to. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm I'm trying to learn how. I feel like I've gotten better with self promotion. I'm trying to figure out how to promote this album. But I feel like doing booking as many shows as I can will help because then I can tell people when I'm at the show. Like, hey, I have this thing out. Right. And then, you know, I don't know how else to, if you have any ideas, I'd be happy to hear them. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> Anybody listening, feel free to DM me. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me how to get this thing heard. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, it's full court press. You know, I think, I think about other people that have released albums from here and, you know, the, it's just a big, big push and it's a lot of work and... Yes, we will we will get annoyed with you temporarily, but we know that this is I mean, this is your, your blood, sweat and tears that yeah. that you're putting out for, for us. So yeah, it's we'll we'll get over it. Yeah. <laughs> I had somebody say something after because I, I pushed the album um recording show hard because mm-hmm. um, I wanted to fill the room up. Um and I had someone say like, Oh, that like art who was done by Harrison Hammonds, who's great, um, said something like, oh, that art was really great, and, you know, I didn't even mind seeing it that much because the art was so good. And I was like, that's a very subtle way of saying, you did that a lot. You shared that so much. (laughs) It was a very nice way of saying it. (laughs) Uh, Some of the the credits that that you have are festival credits, and is that something that you still aspire to, to do? I haven't been doing as many of the festivals. Um, I feel like a lot of times, I don't want to say I'm in trouble, uh, a lot of like the festivals um, are very fun networking opportunities, mm-hmm. and it's great to go to a different city and tell your jokes. Um, a lot of them, you spend your own money to get there. A lot of them don't pay, and then... And then a lot of them don't have a ton of industry. I feel very fortunate that there is Moon Tower here that um, pays their performers and also has a lot of industry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's such a huge festival. Um, I would like to eventually do some more festivals. Um, it's just hard for me to, to travel. Right. I'm just paycheck to paycheck and... Mm-hmm. You know, and so I've just been more so lately focusing on like I want to go to New York and I want to go to L.A. and do shows there mm-hmm. and see what that's like. Um, and then after that, you know, there are festivals that I definitely want to do that are, you know, 
I aspire to. Yeah. Um, but I'm very, because I'm paycheck to paycheck, I'm very particular about which ones. Like, I feel like I have to be pickier because I'm broke. Yeah. <laughs> about which ones I'm going <laughs> to apply to and, um, and, and all that. And in the grand scheme, I'm biased, but in the grand scheme, the fact that Moon Tower adores you is a good thing. You know, they've had you on multiple times, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I'm, that's a great, it's great to be in Austin if you're, you know, the apple of, of Moon Tower's <laughs> eye. <laughs> yeah, they've been very, they've been very kind to me. And so, um, yeah, and, and it's always a blast. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's such a well put together yeah. festival. Well mm-hmm. done. Yeah, really well done. Ah, Christmas is coming soon. Oh, yeah. That's coming up. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I mentioned in in my introduction how I I love the Opsiono Dos, and I love the Pretty Awful that you did with Katie Pengra. You, if... I don't know how active you are in keeping it up, but you you still have a website, and one of your tags is you're an actress. Is -hmm. that something that that uh you're actively doing because i just i think you're so good really oh thank you i feel like i'm terrible but (laughs) i hate seeing my face Uh, (laughs) it's hard for me to watch myself and stand up Mm. um and and it's that much harder uh acting but um I did, I had a small part in a movie, and that got released a few months ago. I think it premiered at um, uh, Austin Film Fest, I think it was. But, um, (laughs) I should know this. But I had, like, a small part in that, and I really loved doing that. Mm. Um, and, And that was so much fun. And there's something about film that it's just the most unique kind of tired I've ever felt Uh. because it, it, but it's just so, it's just really fun. And yeah, I would love to do more of that. I'm hoping I get more opportunities. Um, that, uh, director seemed, um, to not hate me. So maybe (laughs) the next thing he works on, maybe he'll remember me. (laughs) So, I, I, uh, you know, some people talk about, representation and I don't know if that's something because to, to me it seems like somebody that's in your situation and I I apologize for projecting but it seems like somebody who has the limitations of you can't travel easily uh, representation feels like it would open a lot of doors and is that something with the 10-year career an album opening uh, and working with some of these pretty high profile names that is on your radar I would love some representation. (laughs) Um, It's one of those things that I feel like a lot of times you, you, it seems like you work hard at it, but you also have to get lucky and be seen by the right person at the right time. And they have to like see the thing in you Mm -hmm. um, that everyone is trying to show them. And um, so I, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that, that something happens with that soon. Um, I definitely thought putting out an album would definitely open some doors in some respect Mm -hmm. or get some kind of attention. I feel like when you're trying to prove to someone that you can do something, if you go ahead and start doing things yourself, you've kind of shown them, no, I'm serious and I can put work in and I can hold myself accountable Um, and I, you know, so hopefully that comes across and someone will see that I'm a hard worker and, and, and will give me a shot. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to give the impression and I feel like I'm telling you things that you already know and that like the burden of like, you're feeling the burden of these things that you have not gotten yet, but you've accomplished a lot in in your time in, in comedy. I mean, you're very well respected in the scene. You have these comics who call on you uh, to, to be by their side when they're coming through town. Um, do, you, do you allow yourself to give yourself the praise that you deserve? Uh. <laughs> oh, if you could only see the facial expressions <laughs> that I'm getting. <laughs> and this pause... <laughs> 
Come on, Amber. I'm in a. I'm. I'm in therapy, and I'm trying to get better at letting myself feel good. Yeah. And uh, but it's 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 I don't know why it's so hard. <laughs> You know, I had a friend the other day say something like, oh, why, why is it so hard to just treat myself with some, or why is it so hard to be gentle with myself? And then I, I just, I responded in a way that was like, well, keep trying because it takes a lot of like practice and effort. And then I was like, why am I like, I'm not even there. Why did I think that I could... <laughs> You know, give that encouragement, but I, I, it's something that I'm practicing, and it's something that I'm trying to do. But I'm also, you know, it's you you always want you always want to be more, or I always want to be more, and I always want to be better. And I I keep myself up at night about things I said on a podcast four <laughs> years ago. So. <laughs> So it, it's it's hard. I definitely, am, I'm pretty tough on myself yeah. at times. Yeah. Uh, don't be. Yeah. It's so easy, right? <laughs> just snap a finger and just don't be. Yeah. Be so hard on yourself. It's just, yeah, it's so, and I, you know, it's, it's hard to accept compliments. It's hard for me to, I'm, I'm trying to get better at that. It's just, I want to feel, feel, I, I, and right now, like, I, I'm like, I should, I've been having this conversation with me the last <laughs> few days where I just have to tell myself, like, you should be feeling good right now. Let yourself feel good because yeah. I've got other things that are just, just kind of making me sad. And I'm like, no, don't, don't get sad. Feel good. You're supposed to be feeling good right now. Your album's coming out. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it's just a battle. Yeah. Well, I certainly empathize with uh, you know when when you're single and you don't have a family it's easy to recover from hits and bumps in the road but i think when you're you've got a family it's like the the the, the bumps in the road seem to multiply they get amplified uh, it's just it's hard to recover sometimes and if you're always tough on yourself then you know, you don't, it, when you're, you're, work, you're focused on helping fix other people's situations, you don't spend time fixing your own. And so you mm -hmm. just stay in that sadness or that anxious mode. So I've got a surprise for you, Amber. For the next 20 minutes, I'm just going to compliment oh, you. God. <laughs> oh, God. That's terrifying for me. Oof. You almost had me. <laughs> you're good enough you're smart enough and god dang it people like you <laughs> an old snl call back there oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah that's that's just got to be really tough to to work through but you can do it and the the, the word of advice because i'm i'm a tough on myself personality too but Whenever I'm talking to somebody that's having a tough time and they're beating themselves up, I always tell them, well, you would never beat, beat somebody else up with these words. You'd never say these things to some, one of your friends. So don't say that to yourself. Yeah. But, you know, it's easy to give advice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is. And that's so true. And, and there's even uh, times where I think to myself, like, I wouldn't want my daughter to to beat herself up this mm. way. So why am I showing her that it's okay to do that? Yeah. Or, and then I'm like, well, now I'm beating myself up for that. <laughs> like it just becomes this like downward spiral. But yeah. I'm I, like, I want, I want her to forgive herself. Yeah. You know, I want her to be gentle with herself. I want her to, you know, and, and and she'll even call me out sometimes of like, why are you apologizing so much for this thing? Mm. I ordered her um, one of her big uh, Christmas gifts, which she really likes Billie Eilish, and mm. I got her some some um, shirts off the Billie Eilish um, website. But then I ordered it plenty of time in advance, but then it didn't make it in time for Christmas, oh. and I just felt like dog shit oh. and. 
And it was supposed to get here in time, but then there were delays, and I had to email them and, and, and correspond with them, and they apologized. But there was just no fixing the situation. So then when I got her for Christmas, it was like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. And she was like, it's fine, it's fine, it's okay. Like, I, you know, it's okay. And, and she had other stuff, too, but yeah. it was still like, you know, you just feel bad and she and then you know but that's one example but it happens a lot where she's like will you stop mm. saying yourself and i'm like oh i'm doing that that <laughs> thing and even my almost 15 year old is like stop <laughs> so <sighs> well you'll keep going to therapy <laughs> <laughs> you're about to you're also about to uh release this album and you're gonna get a lot of praise so yeah. you better you know <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> um, trying to think what else we can cover. Is there something else that's coming up on the horizon? Um, the album, obviously, but anything else that you're excited about? Uh, we're doing the album release show ah. where I'm headlining Sure Thing on the uh, 15th. Nice. Wait, 14th. No, yeah, 14th, the day of the release. Um, and then I'll be in San Antonio on the 15th. Um, and so, yeah, just those things and, and, you know, just kind of getting back to it. Yeah. Yeah. With those new jokes. Yeah. Starting over. (laughs) (laughs) For the sure thing, uh, show, are you, did you, did you handpick who was going to be there with you? I did not. But I, uh, yeah. And as of the time of this recording, I have not. Yeah. Um, that would be fun, though. Yeah. <laughs> All positive people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to pump you up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, um, you're always somebody who uh, has few words, so I'm not sure what else uh, we can cover. We can spend the next 20 minutes of me complimenting you, if you'd like. Oh, no. uh, I, <laughs> I could tell you that we saw you... Um, open for Brian Callen. Uh, we are huge, huge fans of Brian Callen, and I made special arrangements to bring my son, who's not 18, uh, to that show. And I think it had been a while s- even since I had seen you, and I just loved your your set that night, and he was super impressed with you, and he just, I mean, it kind of made the entire night really, really fun for him. So. Uh- that's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. That's nice to hear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Brian Callen was very, he was very nice. Um, there are headliners that are very much like, oh, like, hang out in the green room with me. Let's be buddies. Uh-huh. And he was definitely one of those. Yeah. And, and that was a, a treat. Was, um, he was very, very nice. Yeah. And really funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, he's, he's an actor and people don't, think actors are are funny but i've been following his comedy for for years now and so it was really really cool and he's always so nice to the fans too every time i've seen him perform he's you know he does the 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 photos with his fans so it's really nice that is great yeah Yeah, there's some there's some actors that come through um cap and it's incredible to me how they can you know work on TV shows and movies and do all these big projects that are time consuming, yeah. I'm sure, and then come in and do stand up and just kill it at that and have like a new hour from like the last time yeah. I saw him. And, and so uh, Tone Bell is one of those. Mm-hmm. I think he's incredible and he's so funny and he's always acting and stuff but then every time he comes through i'm like i've never seen all these jokes before <laughs> and he's just murdering with yeah. it um yeah he's definitely one of those i didn't i had not really seen much of tom green stand up and he blew me away too mm-hmm. i was just like how are you know how are these people good at multiple things yeah. <laughs> and how do i do that <laughs> you can do that <laughs> i just got through telling you i loved your web series <laughs> oh right okay <laughs> I let myself forget that. <laughs> we need to get Katie out of retirement. <laughs> and, that would be great. Uh, yeah, we need we need some babysitters. <laughs> yeah, we do. It would be so great. We can get the two of you because that was a, just such a magical combination. Yeah, that that third episode of Pretty Awful. I'm still. Uh, it's hard for me to say this about anything I do, but I'm still very proud of that. <laughs> um, 
I'm still very, very proud of that. That was so fun to film. And it was so fun to write. And I, I definitely think that was the best thing. Um, I'm hoping to like write some more things. I have feelings that I can't put into stand-up that have been like, oh, I need to write hmm. something where I could put all those feelings. Yeah. And so I would like to write screenplay or script of some sort where I can like, Pour all those things in. Oh, and a it's great like, idea. I, I just need to make people sad, yeah. you know, sometimes. <laughs> and then laugh, but yeah. also, you know, <laughs> you know, I can't do that in stand up. They don't yeah. like it when I do that. So <laughs> I'll, I'll share one, one other memory uh, of seeing you perform that just still stands out to me. Uh, I had been watching you for, for years and I had always classified you as well. She's not, she's not really dirty. She does talk about you know being sad a lot. She talks about being a teen mom, and I remember seeing you, and you uh, had just started the the butt plug. Oh yeah, gym. yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my god, she's getting dirty. <laughs> I feel like that was that's such a clean, dirty joke too, because I don't really cuss in it. Uh-huh. I, yeah. I don't really cuss in it, I don't think, and I don't really go into too much detail. But as soon as it happened, it was just one of the most horrifying <laughs> things that have ever happened to me. And I think I went into, I went and did Cold Town, and uh, Karina was hosting, and I was, I just went up to her, I was like, hey, this thing just happened to me, can you, is it okay if I talk to you about, if I talk about it? And I'd not even really written it out, but uh-huh. I was like, ah, oh, this would be kind of funny and it felt like the joke kind of wrote itself. And I, so I just went up and I was like, oh, well, at least I got a new bit out of yeah. this almost traumatizing thing that happened. <laughs> so, um, yeah. See the gift, the gift. Yeah, the gift. <laughs> Something happens, you're able to, to turn it into comedy gold. And oh, yeah. see. Was it drama plus time equals comedy? Something, something like that. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So butt plug plus time equals comedy, I guess. <laughs> there you go. Just a few weeks later, I was like, "All right, I'm ready to I'm ready to tell everyone this deeply personal thing." <laughs> that like, and I had like a few friends there that came up to me. And they were like, "Why didn't you tell me this thing happened to you?" And I was like, I, "It it's just there's something about how it's easier to talk about it on stage yeah. than there is in like a conversation." Yeah, you're not you're not a terribly like open book person so that's not terribly surprising that you would kind of find a safe place which is on a stage <laughs> yeah and it, it just yeah it, it almost feels like the stage is vegas where it's like well it's not really happening <laughs> if i'm just telling it in public right <laughs> but um yeah so that's that was definitely that's i that's a joke that i or story um, that I will definitely miss, that I will probably still pull out from the album yeah. from time to time. But that definitely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely is one of my favorite things I've ever yeah. written. <laughs> yeah, but I, you know, the, one of my reactions was, oh, this is really exciting. She's kind of going outside of her usual circle of, of topics and subject matter. And I thought, oh, this is when we start seeing Amber evolve and really like, like, take take risks yeah and, yeah. yeah definitely and it yeah it definitely felt like that and i've had that story go very wrong <laughs> and i've had you know and that's was fun that was a fun just telling that like deeply personal story about something that you try um sexually um <laughs> that just goes yeah. wrong and then and and then you go up and tell it on stage, and, and you think, like, well, maybe they can't relate to the butt plug part, but I uh-huh. feel like everybody has something where they're like, oh, I'm going to be adventurous, or I'm going right. to try this thing, and it goes wrong, mm-hmm. whether it be in a sexual situation or any situation. Yeah. But I figured that would at least carry through. But there are some, there were a few audiences that were just like, nope, not having it. Oh. Not, not, I don't, mm. But I've had... <laughs> And then I've had uh, some great reactions to that joke where someone in the front row just went, no! (laughs) (laughs) 
It was just <laughs> my my that's favorite great. thing that's ever. There was one guy that at that show, and I think this was when I worked with Jackie Cation, mm. and and it was in the Cap City in the small room, so you feel like you're standing on top of the front row yeah. of the audience. And he just did that, and I literally had to stop my set, put my drink down, and just, like, turn away from the microphone, because I just started, I was like, <laughs> and then I told him, I was like, I've never broken on stage like this. I've never had an audience member make me uh-huh. laugh like this before, <laughs> so thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was a fun time. Yeah, you are pretty composed. That's true. You're not a, you're not a breaker. Huh. Wow. So you kind of dropped a little nugget of knowledge that uh, sounds like this story is going to be on the album? Yeah. Ooh. Yep. It's definitely on there. Okay. Very good. So we're <laughs> not, you know, we've been very careful not to delve into it so people can can uh, listen to it on the album. All right. Well, anything else that you would like to promote? Um, no. Just uh, follow, follow me on Instagram at Amber Bixby. Follow me on Twitter. It's at Bixbot, B-I-X-B-O-T. And um, yeah. And uh, yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, do you want to, do you remember your future word? I do not. I would love to hear it okay. though. Possibilities. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> you want to stick with it? I think I want to stick with it. <laughs> All right, very good. Well, that is a wrap on Comedy Wham Presents Amber Bixby. Uh, so we've covered social media. The album is is available for pre-sale. Do we know the date for the pre-sale? No, we're waiting on iTunes to give us a link. All right. <laughs> it, should be a, it should be fixed by the time this... It better be fixed. Okay. Yeah, it better be because <laughs> the album is dropping on Valentine's Day. Yes. Perfect Valentine's Day present, everyone. And shows, we can catch up with your shows on your social media. Yeah, my social media. Also, I'm working on AmberBixby.com, but if you go to WordPress.com backslash AmberBixby, Mm -hmm. that has my calendar, um, photos, other other things. And, um, yeah. And you're headlining Sure Thing on Valentine's Day. And I'm headlining Sure Thing on Valentine's Day. Good date show. Good date show. All right. Well, we hope you've enjoyed learning about how Amber got to be the comedic genius that you heard today just as much as I have. Take those compliments, Amber. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) This has been Comedy Wham presents Amber Bixby. I'm Valerie, and that's been funny. Thank you, Amber. All right. Thank you.